everyone and welcome back to Are You Still Watching? I'm Chloe Snodgrass and today I am joined by my roommates Julia Deutsch and Maria Amber to discuss The Real Housewives. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Now at this point, Real Housewives has become an institution in reality television. All airing on Bravo, we have The Real Housewives of Orange County, New York City, Atlanta, New Jersey, DC, Beverly Hills, Miami, Potomac, Dallas, and Salt Lake City. Then we also have the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, where um, housewives from all the like different franchises come together. Now, we're not going to be talking about all the different franchises, just really the ones we watch. And then basically, if you don't know what the Housewives is, it is a group of affluent women in their respective cities, and basically it shows their lives and how they interact with each other. Now, normally they go on one to two trips per season, which gets them out of their cities into a new environment with each other, and normally, those episodes bring the drama. Then at the end of the season, all the women get together for a reunion where they discuss everything that happened throughout the season. All of them are hosted by Andy Cohen, who is an executive producer on all the franchises. And I have said it many times, but my dream job would be Andy Cohen's job because I would love to be an executive producer of The Housewives and host the reunions. Okay, so now is when my guests are gonna join me for some conversations. We're going to be going through um, about one, two, three, four, five, five different franchises that we've watched. Now, I'm going to start with Maria because we've watched The Real Housewives of Orange County. It was the first ever Housewives franchise, started back in 2006, and now they are currently in the middle of their 16th season. So I wanted to start off by talking about the OG of the OC, Miss Vicki Gunn-Wilson. Uh, her woohoo! made the show if it was not for the woohoo it would have been nothing seriously and i think one of our um, the best friendships like in any housewives has been miss tamra judge and vicky gumbleson yes ma'am because they've gone through their ups and downs really from like i think tamra started in season three yeah and then they became friends and they were friends all the way up to like season seven and they got a fight over Vicky's boyfriend, Brooks. Oh, not Brooks. Brooks, oh, no. <laughs> Literally over Brooks. No, sir. Which we can come back to because Brooks is kind of a big deal in the show yes, for very. quite a few seasons. So they were friends and then they got into a fight over Brooks and then they weren't really friends in season eight, but then they came back together and they were, they are still friends today. But Tamara and Vicky, both of their last seasons were in season 14. That's when we had to say goodbye to the dynamic duo. Yeah. That's very sad. But there is rumored that Tamara Judge is re- returning. I know. And then with the return of... Vicky. Yeah. And they will be doing the Ultimate Girls Trip together yeah. season two. Yep, which yeah. has a bunch of OGs in it. Oh, yeah. So. Exciting. But this past season, we had a return of a housewife. <laughs> Miss Heather DeBro. If my dream person to be in this world is Heather DeBro, the class, the love of champagne everything my goal is to be heather debro in life she's so put together she has a beautiful family oh, yeah. beautiful home yeah. terry her husband a oh. jokester he's amazing i love terry he DeBrow. brings the drama too yes he does and he's hysterical and he's a plastic surgeon i know yeah so what else does a girl need nothing you're just raking in that money brat and they have it's quite amazing yes and it's quite good um now i think 
um, we have to talk about probably one of the most iconic seasons of any Housewives television. Season of all time. seven. Season seven of the Real Housewives of Orange County is just simply amazing. Unmatched. We, literally, literally. Well, the, there's only two seasons that come close to it for me, but we'll get back to those here soon. But um, yeah. <laughs> So in season seven, I think there's like a there's a limited cast because normally you really see anywhere from like normally like six to eight women per cast, but we only have five women in this season. It was Vicky, Tamara, Alexis, Gretchen, Gretchen, and then this was Heather's first season. Oh, and Heather, yes, yep, yes, yes, yes. So they have a limited cast, but they literally all brought their A game that season, like. I can't like it's like I don't know why but it is just so good you have new friendships forming aka Tamara and Gretchen who have been enemies on the show since season four and that was at the beginning of the season too like that's something the viewer never thought would happen no they kind of lined it up a little bit but Bravo likes to throw in those little teasers of how they're gonna become friends yeah but then they ultimately don't right but that was a shocking friendship for me especially since all the stuff that went down between Tamara and Slade yeah who is with Gretchen yeah which he was not a fan of that which Right. A lot of people were confused. Yes, exactly. And I mean, in the very first episode of season seven, Tamara and Gretchen go to like lunch, and now they're like BFFs. And yes. with, the bra- with the friendship bracelet. Yes, Don't forget the yes. friendship bracelet. Tamara bought her a friendship bracelet. And I think that that made Vicky uh, very mad. Very. So then Vicky went to Gretchen's best friend, Alexis. Oh. And that made all. And then also Alexis was mad because Alexis also hates Tamara. So it was just a bunch of the tea. And then Heather was coming in, and Heather was more friends with uh, Tamara and Vicky than like Gretchen and Alexis, which understandable. So, yes. Um, so now let's talk about Brooks. Oh my, yes. here we go. Buckle who's, up. <laughs> who's Vicky's boyfriend? He comes in in season seven. She just divorced her husband, Don. Um, and Brooks is kind of a sore subject among the ladies and with Vicky because she doesn't like when the ladies talk about him. Yeah. So the whole thing starts with kind of Tamara, again, who's like Vicky's best friend on the show. She has a lot of questions about Brooks. She finds him kind of suspicious, you know? For sure. Yeah. And as the seasons go by and they're still dating, well, wait, we got to talk about one iconic moment that probably many people have seen because I believe it was a Vine when they're at one of the reunions, I believe it's season eight, and they're talking about, and Vicky goes, well, you don't know what's good for me. And Tamara goes, that's my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, that is the Real Housewives of That is one of Tamara's finest moments in the show. Yes, it is. So, um... So, yeah, so he's kind of suspicious, and, you know, Tamara doesn't think he's good for Vicky, and that's why they got get into a fight in the season 7 finale, and then they're not really friends throughout season 8. Um, now, Brooks also does something that's extremely controversial. He fakes cancer. Yeah, yeah. Long story yeah, short. He, he fakes yeah, having he fakes cancer. he fakes cancer. And now, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like, you don't really know if Vicky's actually on it or not like does she know that he doesn't have cancer or does like she know that he's faking it i think he played her yeah because he was from the south like mississippi something like that yeah she's in orange county yep 
big distance. Yeah. You, as a lot of people know, there's a lot of money in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Vicky started the show. She basically started the whole franchise. Yeah. So you obviously knew she had money. Right. She owns her own insurance. Hashtag Coda. <laughs> yep. And I think he used her for the money, I to be so honest too. with you. Because she bought him new clothes. She bought him new teeth. Yes. She bought him new teeth because he was missing a few. And she bought him new teeth. And even her kids, Brianna yeah. and Michael, questioned oh, him. Yes. That's another thing that and, at the reunions. Yes. Yeah. When Brianna said that Brooks told her husband to hit her, yeah, yeah. that was a sore subject. But Vicky stayed by him. She stood by him. Which until, caused her a lot of problems. Oh, yeah, with all the other women and her daughter. And then, you know, it came out that he was faking his cancer, and that is when she broke up with him. Finally. Finally. But, yeah, crazy. Crazy. Now, another iconic moment from Miss Tamara Judge. In season six, Tamara divorces her husband, Simon, or separates from her husband, Simon. Yes. And one of the um, also original women of the show, Gina Keo, is she lives in the neighborhood and they go to Vicky's house for um, like an end of the season, end of the summer party. Yes. And Gina has been talking crap about Tamara to the press. And one thing you learn from the show, you do not mess with Tamara. No, you do not, because she does not care. She's a little spitfire. <laughs> yes, she is. And I can't even, like, this moment. We've talked about having a housewife's party where everyone dresses up as a different housewife. And this is the moment I'd want to dress up as. Tamara, I have a blonde wig. And I have a red dress on, and I have my glass of wine in my envelope. Because um, Tamara confronts Gina about talking about her and her husband. And um, that is when she takes, what would you call like a, a, a cease and desist kind of thing from her lawyer. And she throws it in Gina's face. And then in her other hand, she's her glass of wine. And I do believe... Now, this is... Gina threatened to throw her in the pool. That is... Yep, yep, because then her mom's like, you don't throw my daughter in the pool. And then... This is also, I think, the first time we ever saw wine being thrown on the housewives. I believe so. I think so, too. And so she takes the wine glass... And just... And she throws the contents, aka the wine, in Gina's face. Iconic. Iconic. It's hysterical. And then Gina walks out with her little, I don't know, her little entourage. After her entourage threw it and wanted Tamara's yeah, face. Yeah, his because, drink yeah. His drink face. And then this, it, but it doesn't hit Tamara. It's this other girl. And then this other girl pushes Gina. And then it's this big thing. Because I believe <laughs> Gina also attempted to throw wine her drink in Tamara's yeah, face. Yeah, well, she was like, she was like, kind of like walking up on her, and yeah. then that's when Tamara's mom like put her hand, and she's like, "You don't touch my daughter," and then, um, and then yeah, so Gina's making her way out, and Tamara follows her, and <laughs> she's like, "Get out!" And um, you don't see Ta- uh, Gina again for a while on the show, but uh, yeah, classic, iconic. Okay, now Maria, who is your favorite housewife from Orange County? I mentioned it before, definitely Heather DeBro, but Miss Tamara Judge is a close second. Those two, they have a dynamic friendship. Yep. Every blonde needs a brunette best friend, <laughs> and yep. those are the two of Orange County. Yep, and yeah, Tamara's my favorite. Yep, there we go. Okay, now we're going to be talking about the Real Housewives of New Jersey, um, because iconic. <laughs> that was... 
New Jersey is the first Housewife series I actually watched watch. My mom watched it, and I would watch it with her. It's just masterpiece. Yeah, literally, like, well, Jersey has different, well, all the, um, all the franchises have, like, their own vibes. Yes. But Jersey's very family-oriented. The very. show started where four out of the five main cast members were all related yes. or you know have been friends for years and then as the series goes you still bring it like it's still like all about family yes because there was one season i believe it was everybody was related some like everyone had some sort of relation on the show yeah. either it be sister and sister-in-law right. or cousins or something like that and that's seasons three through five because we have Teresa. Teresa. whose sister-in-law is Melissa, Melissa, whose and cousin is Kathy, and, and then, then you had Caroline, whose sister-in-law is Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> yep. So it's very yeah. family-oriented, and yeah. I think that's what a lot of people were drawn to, Yeah. because Jersey is one of the higher-rating oh, yeah. shows. Yeah. Now there's not, there's still the family ties with right. uh, Teresa and Melissa still being on, but outside of that, it's not any no. strict family like it used to be. Right. But, but I would also say that you probably see their families a lot more yes. than the other shows. And the husbands in later seasons play a big part of the show. In Jersey, the husbands are definitely shown the most. Yes. Like, and they do things just the husbands. Yes. Like, they all go to dinner. They, like, when they go on vacations... They have the guys come with them a lot, and then the guys go do their own thing. Yes. And um, Melissa, her husband is considered the seventh housewife. Yes, Joe, Joe Borga. Borga. <laughs> He's considered. Who is Teresa's blood brother. Yes, is considered the house, like the fifth housewife. Um, six, seventh housewife. Um, but so yeah, so no New Jersey. It was the third or the fourth franchise, I believe, the fourth. And they are currently in the middle of their 12th season. They were just on last night. And now I want to start out. We have to talk about the first two seasons of this show. Because Iconic. They're, they're the seasons I was talking about that are, like, in, like, runner-up to season seven of Orange County. Yes. So seasons um, one through two, it's Teresa, who's still on the show, um, Jacqueline, Caroline, Caroline's sister, Dina, and then um, Danielle, Danielle Stom. <laughs> Danielle Stom is, she has, mm, she, mm, how do we even describe, like, what she did to this show? <laughs> she was definitely considered the villain oh, of yeah. the season. Oh, yeah. And she had a little bit more of a questionable past that was written about in a book that yeah that led to teresa flipping a table which is hands down probably one of the top three moments in housewives easily that's like what put new jersey on the map map was when teresa flipped that table at danielle because danielle kind of said teresa wasn't really smart and stuff and one thing you don't do with teresa is talk bad about her and her family because that girl her inner Italian comes out, and fists are thrown, tables are flipped. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, literally, almost all of them, especially in the first, like, six seasons, are all Italian. Yeah, they're American-Italian. Yeah. Yep. So, the first two seasons are about those same five women, and the first season, you know, 
they're all friends, they all get along, and then as things kind of start to come out about Danielle and her past, it's kind of when she becomes the villain. Yes. And then season two, she's just straight up the villain the whole season. Like, no one really talks to her, they don't really film with her, it's kind of like the four against one, and it brings for interesting television, though, because then we have the hair-pulling incident. With Margaret Had- Joseph's. Well, yes. That one, or? The season two hair-pulling one, where Ashley pulls Danielle's hair yes, at the, yes, yes, at the yes. posh fashion show. With Kim, Kim B. D. Yes. So in season two, we have two Kims, Kim D and Kim B. Which, oh, Kim G. It's Kim G, not Kim B. But Kim D, she also pops up throughout the season. She's the one who kind of starts the rumor that Melissa's a stripper. Yes. Yeah. So in season two at the posh fashion show... Teresa and Danielle get into it a little bit. And that's when Danielle takes off down the hallway and then Teresa just chases after her. The whole, like, and then everyone's trying to pull her back, pull her back, and Jacqueline's daughter, Ashley, she comes out of nowhere because she heard that Danielle hit her mom and she just yanks Danielle's hair. Yes. Yeah. Kind of iconic. Very. Yeah. Um, And then Danielle presses charges on Ashley and it's like this whole big, big problem throughout the rest of the show. Series, or season. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about, again, we've talked a lot about feuding. Um, throughout the show, this show does kind of get a little physically violent sometimes. And yes. they do get into a lot of fights. But one that has lasted since season three till now has been the Judice Gorga feud. Yes. Yeah. So the Judices, which is Teresa and her husband, Joe, and they have four daughters. And then it's Teresa's brother, Joe, his His wife, wife, Melissa, Melissa, and their three kids, a daughter, Antonia, and two sons. Yes. And so the first time they really get, like, physical is... um, At a retreat. The two... The husbands. No, yes, but... In season three of the christening. Oh yeah, the christening. Yeah, the christening. The christening. Joey. That is the beginning of the end. Oh, literally. So we have Melissa's Melissa and Joe's son Joey. He's you know it's his christening, and they're at um, the after party I guess. Yes. Huge very lavish. Party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tons of money thrown. You could tell it was a very Catholic Italian yeah. fest festivities. Right. And Melissa loves throwing a good party. So, of course. Yeah. So it's over the top, crazy. And Teresa goes up to her brother and, you know, you know, was, I don't know, she says something, something, something. And then he was like, walk away, Teresa, walk away. And then she gets all mad. And then her husband comes over and there's a bunch of guys there and they all just go at it. Yes. It's crazy. And then they're all just fighting and fighting and fighting. And then they all have to, like, pull each other off of each other. And then there's just kids running everywhere. And then Melissa's sisters, her actual sister, started running their mouth. Yeah. And then Joe Giuduce's sister got into it, too. Yeah. So it was, like, every side of the family getting into it. And then poor Kathy, she was trying to make sure the kids were out of the picture. And... A lot of times, if the men in the show fight, the wives try to, like, break it off. Right. So, yeah. there's multiple times you can see that, like, Melissa Gorga goes in and is, like, trying to pull Joe, yeah. her husband, off of the other Joe. But Teresa kind of just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. She, she doesn't. 
she doesn't care really if they fight she just right. is like peace out I'm yeah fine. Lily leaves and then yeah so the thing when you said about Kathy holding the baby because that comes up later and and Teresa like freaks out she's like you know where were you she's like I was with your kids and then Teresa gets all mad she's like are you saying that I wasn't with my kids and I didn't know where my kids were uh uh it was a big deal it was a big problem yes. and then another big fight yes. is that a whole the whole thing with the show is that for multiple seasons to wanting to rebuild the relationship between Joe Gorga and his sister Teresa. Yeah. And with Kathy and Richie, their cousins, Rosie, yeah, and all of the Gorga Judice clan, they went to this retreat center. Mm-hmm. And a famous fight broke out between the two Joes and Joe Gorga put black men's <laughs> Like dye, dye, spray dye, hairspray, whatever you want to call it, and got all over Joe Judice's white shirt. Yeah, it's hysterical. And just, just imagine two guys, probably max height five six. So yeah, they're not chubby Italian men, like kind of built, just fighting, trying to push each other over. And of course, yet again, Teresa runs out the room. Yep. Yep. And it's like it, it's so funny because like Joe Gorga goes at him like at the waist, so he's like bent over and he like grabs him. Oh, and then his hair dye gets all over his shirt. He goes, "What is this?" It's, it's quite funny. It's quite yes. entertaining. Um, but in recent times, the friend, the relationship has gotten better. Yes, because there was a stint period of time where the kids didn't even talk. Right. Yeah. If you've ever heard this famous line between Teresa and Melissa is about the sugar cookies. It's a TikTok trend, Vine trend, whatever. And Teresa was pissed that (laughs) Melissa brought sugar cookies and not pinoli cookies that Teresa prefers to Christmas. So she threw them away. Yeah. So you definitely probably heard that before. That's what this is from. Icons. Um, so now speaking of, um, kind of more of Teresa, cause Teresa is like really like a huge part of the show. She makes the show a hundred percent. The show is revolves around her. Right. She is queen bee, top the pyramid, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But, um, there was a time where they had some legal, her and her husband, Joe had she some legal jail. issues. She went to prison for and, 11 months. Yes. And yep. he went for thir- four, four years. years. Yep. And then he was deported and back was to Italy. De- he was deported. He's now in the Bahamas. Yep. He's trying to be reinstated, to be allowed back in the United States mm-hmm. to be with their four daughters, but still no word. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to fight his court with ICE, but it's not looking well for right. him. And you you can like see like the power Teresa has on the show because so the very end of season six is when she goes to prison. They took a whole year off. The show did not film until literally the day she got out of prison is when season seven starts. So they took a whole break. They didn't have a season while she was in prison. They waited till she got out and then season seven starts with her like literally it starts with her pulling into her driveway the day she got home from prison. Yes. And if you're curious, she went to jail for tax. They went to jail for tax evasion. Yes. Yeah. So they didn't pay their taxes. Nope. And it's rumored to be all of Joe Judice's fault. Yeah, like she didn't she know. She didn't really know, but she still signed it. Right. So, yep. which we hope this is a lesson for her. Now that she's with her new man, Louis. Oh, I know. Who yeah. she is engaged to. Yes. So. Yeah. We'll see how that we'll goes. We'll see how it goes. Okay. So now, Maria, 
Um, who is your favorite Jersey housewife and house husband? Okay. That's a loaded question, Chloe. <laughs> so, house husband, hands down, Frank and Tanya. This man is your definition of Jersey. He wears the gold chain. He's buff. He might have cheated on Dolores, which is not good it's in not any fun. way, it's shape, or form. No. But they act like they're still married. Yes. She, He is her quote-unquote husband in the show. Yeah. Even when Dolores has her boyfriends and stuff, when they do a couple's outing, it's Frank and Tanya there. Yeah. Because he's friends with all the other guys. Yes. But I, I agree. Frank is my favorite house husband from Jersey. And, yeah, he's big. He's built. He was a bodybuilder. He brings the comedy. Yes, he, he has hysterical. Jokes. He has jokes. He's hysterical. And, yes, he did cheat on Dolores. Which is not which good. Which we do not agree with. But I still do kind of love them together, though. Yes. And she just broke up with her boyfriend in the show. But right now she does have a new boyfriend. So they're currently not together. And then housewife. Old school, I would say Jacqueline. I liked her. Mm-hmm. She really amplified family yeah. and uh, love. And then right. more, if you're talking more like recent times, I'm going to have to say Dolores. Yeah. She is someone you don't want to mess with. <laughs> strong. Like, very empowering of women. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. she did have a lot of work done. Yeah, she has had a lot of plastic surgery. All right, Chloe, who's yours? Okay, so I would say old school. Okay, if we're talking seasons one and two, honestly, probably Caroline. I know that she's kind of like a little controversial now, but I did enjoy her in the first two seasons because she was very like motherly. She like kept everyone together. Oh, and in season two, when she went and met with Danielle and they went into this back room in a restaurant, just the two of them. The brownstone. Yeah. And um, Danielle brought like a bodyguard to sit in the car just in case, you know, Caroline would do something. she called her a clown. Yeah. She goes, she goes, you're a clown. And she goes, I'm a clown. You're a clown with your red hair. And, and Caroline goes, no, you're the clown. And um, one of my favorite SNL skits is the Housewives of SNL and Rachel Dratch is playing like a Caroline-esque character and she goes she goes my fam bigly my fam bigly and iconic so yeah okay so up next we have the real housewives of atomic which just finished their seven their sixth season and um on potomac we have we have some definitely uh larger than life characters um we have Giselle Bryant and Karen Huger who have known each other for over a decade and throughout the show they kind of have like a rocky history they kind of start out friends but then um Karen tries to give Giselle an etiquette lesson and um that doesn't go over too well and then throughout the show they just kind of have like their on and off fights and but I don't think that the show would be the same without the two of them And then we have Ashley Darby, who Ashley was a pageant queen, and then she married a man um, about 30 years older than her, and they live right out um, in Alexandria, Virginia, and yeah, that's about it. I don't know. She's definitely a potster, because that's a big thing in the Housewives, is basically every franchise has what you would call a potster. And that would definitely be Ashley Darby and also then Giselle. And then um, some other... Uh, so some of like, the big moments in Potomac would be when... Oh, one of the biggest is when um, 
I guess it's season four. Um, the one lady, Monique Samuels and Candace Dillard Bassett, they were kind of feuding all season long and um, they eventually like kind of come to a head and Monique kind of beats the crap out of Candace. And then the rest of the season is like the two of them, you know, kind of like that um, fallout from this big fight. Um, one of the other things that I think is <laughs> we talk about a lot is uh, Karen Huger and her hair. She, throughout the season, she has many different wigs. She started her own wig line, and she also, um, as the seasons progress, her hair does get better, though, but it, it starts out pretty bad. And then, I don't know. Um, There's also Wendy, and she creates a candle company, and then Karen also has a candle company. Yeah. So it's a little confusing why there needs to be so many candles on the market within the Housewives franchise. But I do love a good Monique and Candace fight. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I know, because then the whole thing with the candles and they were fighting about how many wicks they had. Like, Wendy's was one wick and Karen's was three wicks. So they were totally different in the eyes of Karen Huger. And then uh, recently, this past weekend, we went to D.C. and we drove around the like um, Alexandria, Potomac um, area, and we found some of that. Oh, <laughs> not to be creepy and stalkerish, but we did find some of the housewives' houses. And we um, in season two, Ashley and her husband Michael they start an um, Australian restaurant because Michael's from Australia, and we found their restaurant. And even though it is now closed, they still do have their signs up. So we took pictures of that. That's all I got. So the last uh, Housewives we're going to be talking about today is The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is the newest um, Housewives show. They just finished season two. So they're, you know, still trying to find their footing in their place um, within the Housewives show. I think that even though they've only had two seasons, there has been plenty of drama. More famously, um, the one of the housewives, Jen Shaw, is kind of like Erica Girardi. She's under some legal issues right now, but she, not her husband, is facing uh, legal issues. She actually isn't her. Her trial date is coming up soon. Yes, the end of Mar- Mar- yeah. March. Yeah. Actually, it should be going on right now. It was oh, March twenty. I believe it was in the March twenty. So okay. it should be. It should be happening. It's in New York. It was a whole thing on the show that um homeland security and nypd showed up (laughs) to one of the housewives heather gay's laser beauty lounge loud lab which is her business yeah and they were all getting ready to go on a girl's trip and so they were all in the bus ready to go yeah and like maria said homeland security the nypd all showed up and they were looking for Jen. It says her trial's not set to begin until July now. Uh, they, they pushed it back. back. <laughs> but essentially what she did is that she is accused of being a part of a pyramid scheme, yeah. which is taking money from the elderly. It was like an online marketing type right. company and just trying to take money from the elderly, which isn't... The nicest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the nicest thing to do. But. So she might be going to prison, but... Um, but she stands that she's innocent. Right, Now, yeah. do you think she's innocent, Chloe? Uh, no. No, I do not. Do you think she's innocent, Julia? Uh, no. 
I don't think, I don't so. think so either. I think a lot of the stuff went on behind her back, and she didn't 100% know the effects of what yeah. she was doing, but I think she knew what she was doing. Because her um, assistant, Stuart. business partner, Stuart, he also was arrested on the same charges, and he pled guilty. So it's kind of, it's a little suspicious. For sure. A little I suspicious. Think he's her. Yeah, that's why he probably got a better deal. Right. He took a he, plea. Yeah, yep. So good for Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh, one of the other big plot points in Salt Lake City, especially this past season, is that one of the ladies, uh, Mary M. Cosby, is possibly a cult leader. Um, she is a pastor of a church in Salt Lake City, and it kind of came out amongst the ladies that she was possibly a cult leader within her church. But can we first talk about her being married to her step-granddaddy? <laughs> yes, that is like, true. Like, I know her grandmother wanted her to carry on the church and stuff, and yeah. that's great, but she really had to marry her step-granddaddy? Yeah. yeah, so when her grandma died, she said that she wanted Mary to take over the church and then also marry her current husband. So it's not her biological grandfather, it's her step-grandfather, but they are still married and they did have a child together. That's just weird to me, yeah, it's but weird. It, it's a little. Weird. It's also important to note that since it does take place in Salt Lake City, some of the housewives used to be Mormon. They did, but now they're kind of shying away from being Mormon. There's mm-hmm. some that are like in between are Mormons, but Heather Gay famously left the Mormon yeah. church, and she on the show is very open about it. Yes. But. And then, um, oh, also, if you are on TikTok as well, see the the Housewives provide so many iconic pop culture moments. One of them is Maria, if you'd like the honors. Hi, baby, gorgeous. Those words were spoken by Lisa Barlow, a housewife on Salt Lake City. An icon, yes. a queen. And also, another thing to note about the Royal Housewives of Salt Lake City is that One of the housewives got kicked off because of some questionable things she posted on Facebook. Um, The newest housewife, who only was on for one season, Jenny, was found posting some racial and Racially racially insensitive things, and she was kicked off the show. So we're definitely going to be seeing new housewives in Salt Lake City because if she's gone... It's rumored, and Andy did kind of confirm at the reunion yeah. that Maryam Cosby will not be coming back. <laughs> and if Jill <laughs> and Jen goes to jail, yeah, she well is. then we're down three housewives, yep. and that only leaves four standing. Yep. Crazy, yeah. But going from that, my favorite housewife oh. from Salt Lake City is the one, the only Lisa Barlow. <laughs> Honestly, I would say, I, I I probably agree with you that it's Lisa, because some of the others, like, I like Heather, I liked Heather the first season, and Meredith, Meredith Marks, I didn't mind them in the first season, but I think as season two progressed, Lisa, she really, because everyone kind of ganged up on her at some points, and so I agree, I think Lisa is probably my favorite as of right now. Her rampage? Oh, her hot mic moment. Her hot mic moment her was hot mic everything. Moment. It was. If anything, go Google Lisa Barlow hot mic moment because it was crazy. And she was speaking about her supposed best, best friend of 10 years. <laughs> so A lot of stuff went down in season two of Salt yeah, Lake City. it was crazy. 
Okay. So I just have a few questions for you guys before we wrap up here. Um, why do you think people like The Housewives so much and like enjoy watching the shows? I think that oh, The Housewives' main target is like. 20, 30, 40s women. Yeah. And I think, first off, they love it for the drama. Mm-hmm. And it comes across that all the housewives live this luxurious, wealthy life. They yeah. go on these fabulous, like, exclusive vacations. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a way to, like, escape reality and, like, become one of the girls. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say the same thing. I think, like, it's a way to escape your own reality and watch, like, these people who, like, live, like, totally different lives from possibly you. And to see, like, how they live and, like, what they do. I feel like there's some humor aspects as well, because when they roast each other, (laughs) some of them truly have a great sense of humor. Yeah. And while the other person may not take it that way, it comes off as very funny to the audience as well. I agree. I agree. And if you watch it enough, like, you feel like you're a part of the housewives. Like, you're a part of the group. Like, I catch myself telling my roomies, like, whenever they say something, like, oh like adding on to it right because like you feel like you're one of the girls yeah if you're like committed um what would you say which which is your favorite franchise i would say new jersey okay yep yeah mine's mine's between new jersey and potomac i'm a potomac person for sure because i watched first couple seasons of jersey and i've watched the last couple seasons of jersey but i just find the characters are more rich on the potomac <laughs> aspect so i'm definitely a potomac gal but i don't hate on jersey i do love a good jersey episode but i feel like there's not a series on the housewives that i heavily dislike i have some that i like more than others Mm -hmm. but there's like one like oh i would never watch that franchise because it's terrible and there are certain seasons of certain franchises that are way better than others like i agree like um with orange county the first few are amazing and new york i think that because I watched most of New York, and I think, like, the first half of the series is better than, like, later half. Okay. Then, if you had to be on any of the franchises, which would you want to be on? I think, for me, it's Beverly Hills, because they live that luxurious life. And they're probably on the richer side of all the housewives as well. So, they live in the McMansions. They have sunny weather all the time. Just seems like a good life they live. Yeah, I agree. And also... I wanted to mention earlier, if we talked about Beverly Hills, that uh, Miss Lisa Vanderpump is the richest housewife of all time. And it's her own money, not her husband's. So Stop she is the richest housewife of yeah, all she time. She has her restaurants, yeah, Villa bars. Blanca, Sir, yep. Pump. She has a bunch of charities, an animal shelter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, R.E.P. Jiggy. Yes, yes, her King dog Jiggy. Jiggy I, I know. Love dog. For mine, the franchise I would want to be in, I would probably say, I know we didn't really talk about it, but I think I would say New York. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because a part of me is fascinated by New York, and they have these luxurious condos Mm. in the Upper East Side, and I think New York. Yeah. I agree. New York is definitely one of those that, like, definitely has different vibes than the rest. Yes. <laughs> Ramona Singer. Oh, yeah. A character. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's for sure. Okay, and then, um, what's, oh, if we, if you want to, what's your favorite tagline? Oh. 
Uh, my this favorite for one me specifically <laughs> is I say it all the time. It's Miss Jill Zarin. Her first couple seasons on the Real Housewives in New York. She says, "I run with a fabulous circle of people," and that just relates and hits home for me because I run with a fabulous circle of people in Morgantown. Hashtag shout out Shady Heifers. <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite, like, tagline like that. I'm reading Karen Huber's oh, off cool. the internet currently. <laughs> I think my favorite, because I know Karen's, or probably Giselle's, would be my favorite out of all of them. And so Karen says, in Potomac, it's not about who you know. It's who you are. And I am everything. Oh, Karen I Huber. I love you, Karen Huber. Yeah, she is. She is She's something else. Yeah, she is. Um, I don't know. I don't think I actually have a favorite tagline. There's not one that like sticks out to me that much. And then who is your all time favorite housewife? If you have one. Mine will be between two. Okay. Maybe three. (laughs) So definitely three. Okay. Lisa Vanderpump from Beverly Hills. Yes. Icon. Love her. Who wouldn't want a pink swan at their house? Facts. At Villa Rosa. Yeah. Her. Bethany Frankel from New York. Yeah. Skinny Girl Queen. The creator of the Skinny Girl Margarita. I love her. And last but certainly not least, my favorite is Heather DeBro from Orange County. The, the way she presents herself, her outfits, everything is just mm, chef's kiss. Yes, ma'am. Julia, I love, also, when we mentioned Lisa, I thought about how her and Ken only, <laughs> only have sex twice a year, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, my favorite is Kyle Richards. I She's love good. when her and her sister fight. I know it's an awful thing to say, but sometimes Kim really gets on my nerves, Ooh. so Kyle how sometimes gives it to her she's so elegant um i love her family i love mauricio i think he's, he's cute um yeah and i just think she seems like a really nice nice gal i agree she definitely seems like she's not like what you would expect would come from beverly hills mm-hmm. i agree um i would definitely say um i also love lisa vanderpump she was one of my favorites from when i started watching housewives and then Tamara Judge. <laughs> a queen. Because Tamara, she, Orange County is the first, like, one I really ever watched because that, my mom would watch it when it was, like, on actual yeah. TV. And Tamara kind of reminds me of my mom. Um, my mom's <laughs> a little bit like my mom. They kind of, like, kind of look alike, especially when my mom has blonde hair. And then, um, I don't know, just the way my mom talks and my mom's, like, witty and funny in that way. So Tamara reminds me of my mom. There's just too many to choose from for your all-time favorites. Yeah, there's it's just... so many. It is crazy. That's all for now, everyone. You can check out our podcast on the daonline.com slash podcast or wherever you stream podcasts.